All right, so we're back. We're doing another episode here. We got a very fun one. We're going to be doing uh, the ever-anticipated Suicide Squad. As soon as Dan stops fucking with his camera, we're going to be good to go. Uh, Dan, a little bit more of this way, dude. Yeah. No, yeah, other, way, other, way, other way. Other way. Other way. Other way. Left is right. Up is down. No, the other way. Oh, my the God. Way. This is technical difficulties. You're all the other way. The other way. A little more. A little more. Keep going. Just open the Keep stream. Going. Why is Keep nobody going. watching? We're... It's all fine. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess that's as good as it's gonna get. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. So we're gonna be going over the Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, now that we're ready, and then uh, we got a, a new episode of What If just dropped last night. We're recording this on Thursday, so What If is fresh up in our minds. I think George, when did you watch Suicide Squad the other night? I watched it yesterday. Yesterday, Dan, your weekender. Yeah, because we were gonna we were gonna record earlier, but we wanted to wait for George because you know we're 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 all good people here. Sure. So, considering I don't think we have too much to say about it, you know, we only talked for an hour and a half on one movie before. Let's uh, uh you know, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dan. What, what are we talking first? about? What? Shut the fuck up. No, seriously, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Which it's one like, of what, the two? What, what, why am I here? Suicide Squad. Suicide. Oh, uh, Suicide Squad first. All right. Let's um, go. Dan, what do you? What do you... Squad. Um, I liked it. Uh, I <laughs> felt like I was being trolled for the first twenty minutes of the movie. Sure. Uh, I was like, "What the shit? Here we go again. This is gonna suck again." Um, and then. Somewhere along the way, I think it was around where Idris Elba and John Cena were having a killing competition, I started to be like, okay, this is amusing. And then it's revealed that they were killing all the freedom fighters, yeah, and I was like, that, was, that yeah. is really funny. Yeah, um, so I kind of felt like it was, it was different. I liked that about it. Um, and uh, I think James Gunn is like, did a weird kind of genius move and made us think that, like, oh, shit, it's another shitty movie. And then it kind of wasn't. Uh, so I kind of <laughs> like that about it. Uh, so... You heard it here first, folks. The shitty book kind of wasn't. It kind of wasn't, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was, I, I liked that it was different. And you, uh, apart from the ending, couldn't completely predict what was going to happen. Um, and that doesn't always happen. And I like that about it. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it from start to finish. I watched it twice, uh, mostly because when I did watch it, I watched it like that Thursday when it dropped because it dropped early or whatever mm -hmm. day it was. And apparently everyone else and their mother was watching the movie as well because it kept freezing on me when that sucked. So I watched it again a couple days later and, you know, on second viewing all the way through, no issues. Oh my God, I mean, that's... A that's exactly what fun. happened to like remember when like wwe network first came out and we were watching like a pay-per-view and it would like freeze we and then it would jump back like half an hour to the start of the the, the pay-per-view and you're like <sighs> yeah. it was like yeah, they, they couldn't handle it they but, couldn't like, handle it been around and they could should have known that this was gonna happen they should have learned from disney that you know when the, what was it the mandalorian the first episode like broke mm -hmm. disney yeah you Plus. rent out more servers on the day of launch yeah. or the week but, of launch. Uh, Overall, I thought the movie was good, uh, start to finish. I liked that it was a stark difference from the original one. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't get that choppy editing and, and, and blatant interference from the studio with this one. I thought it was a lot better. 
Um, mm. I really enjoyed the expendable team in the first uh, first like five ten minutes. I thought that was entertaining um, because you did get this whole like marketing and like I everybody knew that they were going to pull that move, which is which is brilliant. It's the smart move. If you if you I go didn't. into this and you're like, oh, you've got eighteen main characters, you're killing half of them in this movie. True, but maybe throughout the course of the movie, not within no, the first it's... 10 minutes. Yeah. James Gunn's I... like, I'm not fucking around. I'm going to I'm going to kill Nathan Fillion and you're I... like, Whoa, I had a tentative list treasure? of who would make it out alive in this movie. And one of my or I don't know, a couple of my top 5 people I thought were going to live throughout this thing died immediately. My big um, shocker was was uh Captain Boomerang. I didn't expect that. Really? And, yeah, bring him and, back uh, to die. What's I his mean, name? Savant, Michael Rooker. Right. I he's in he like all survive. these he's like saying like so this is a suicide squad. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I think he's gonna be in the you know, the only person I knew for one hundred percent certainty that was going to die was the polka dot man because of him if you're in a movie called The Suicide Squad and you say in the trailer, I'm a superhero, it's like saying you you're are without a doubt gonna die. Like not even like you're gonna die. You're gonna die within seconds of saying something like that in a movie mm. like that. Which right, I thought so, was kind of fun anyway. So this brings me to the segment that I'm gonna bring up now. This segment is called George. You asked me it... if I liked it. <laughs> this isn't this is George's opinion, but it's a segment now. It's called How Does It Compare to Rogue One? How does it compare to Rogue One? Well, it's it's like DC's version of Rogue One. I mean, you're not supposed to be very like invested in any of these people, right? Like you know, like you're not supposed to be really invested in any of these people because they are quote unquote expendable. And that's exactly what Rogue One was. The team of <laughs> slapped together group of people who kind of made sense and had some little bit of backstory in the in the universe of Star Wars. Same thing. Some backstory. I'm sure some of those characters are real DC characters. Am I wrong? Or yeah, They're right? all real DC. Okay, characters. there you go. <laughs> Javelin, all the weasel boy, all those guys probably have it's some kind of real DC backstory, but like only super uber nerds would be like know and care about it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Or hear I about mean, it. Yeah, most of those like weasel, Javelin, TDK, those are just like you knew they were going to die. You're like, you're right. going to die. Yeah, um, so because they're nobodies, but like so, Mongal, I think that was a waste. I think she could have been a great character. She's the daughter of Mongol, who was one of like the you know uh, strongest people in the universe. And I was like, oh, come on, you're just gonna throw all right, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's this fine. movie might be symbolic of a bigger message, and that it's like it's time to just burn everything and start over. Yeah, it's uh, me. The only thing yeah. worth saving is is Margot Robbie's performance as, as Harley Quinn because I mean. Yeah. Through Don't get every me wrong, movie there. she was in. I, I mean, this is a this was not like I didn't have extremely high expectations going into it, so I'm gonna like I I enjoyed it for what it was. Obviously, it's not like amazing, and it's not it's far from the best like comic book movie ever. But I've seen a lot worse than this. Sure. I've yeah, seen a true. lot worse than this, and it's like I'm not like I'm not expecting it to be amazing. Right, and well, so DC, my expectations. Yeah, I'm not expecting it to be amazing for before a DC film, like a DC Marvel hero. It's like I, I enjoyed it way more than honestly. I enjoyed it more than Justice League. I, well, it's not hard to do. Well, I personally think like the good guy team up movie was not nearly as DC? good as this 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 I mean, team up this movie. To me, was the best DC movie. That's this is pretty. I mean, I, I mean, is Wonder Woman mm. really better than this? Mm. I don't think so. Wonder Woman was solid, but it was... It was alright. Wonder Woman was good for what it was, uh, yeah. And, the, like, in the kind of the final fight against uh, against Ares was... 
been a big sky beam you know right not great uh i to me this has enough originality um and and like good dialogue and and character development yeah. to put this above this mo- anything this else movie was like it was and it was genuinely it was like it's funny i laughed like there was a lot yeah. of funny things yeah. and Many it's like times. you know you know who i'm gonna say you know you know what it's all about like you you know the breakout star of this film which i knew coming into it was gonna be him was gonna be him <laughs> the man no one could see John Cena oh, I knew is a talented actor, yeah. and he he is, he is giving the rock a run hilarious. for his money, dude. He yeah. absolutely is. Uh, is it is good, and uh, also just, after seeing Fast Nine too. Not that it was like an amazing oh, film, and he did great, but also see seeing that, you know, what I'm saying did like, I Dan says he didn't see it, right? He, I, didn't see it. I, didn't I watched it. Either. He did good for what time. he like for the character that they gave sure. him. He did good. He he is like refining no his acting chops, and he is he is. He is now like comedic gold. Ever since whatever that uh that movie with it where he was like the parent. Oh and he, right. That movie was clockwork hilarious. Clockers. Yeah. yeah. Ever since then I he's call- like been on freaking fire on the comedy oh, realm. Like he his so comedic solid. timing is like really good now. And you know like one of my favorite scenes of course is the part where they're like, oh am I allowed to spoil so this like squad? Yeah, right. Yeah, we're yeah, talking cool. about. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite cool. screens. Give everybody, was John wait, wait, Cena. Wait, give everybody like five seconds. Okay, you got five seconds. Here we go. Wait. Anybody who's gonna listen, spoilers. Move on. Come back right. later. His his Dang. breakout scene is the part where they're like storming into like the little encampment of the rebels, mm-hmm. and like his one move is like the part where he's got the knife and he's like stabbing the dude who's sleeping like fifty times. Like you know, and they're like that doing this kill funny. off, show off like thing, which is with like what's his face from you know. From... I mean, we've been even talking about the best part, which is we find guys as wrestling fans, we finally got our full fledged John Cena heel turn, and it was oh. unexpected. Uh, even more, expected. even yeah, not to me. I don't know what's up. I was, I not only was I blown away. I was blown away at the death of Rick Flagg. I don't know what his deal is in the comics. I he was he was number two on my list of most likely to survive. Oh yeah. I thought there are future movies. He's gonna be heading this up. That I actually like got a little verklempt at the death of Rick Flagg because it was so unexpected. Yeah. And it was good. And for that brief, even this is jumping way far ahead at the post credit scene, for a brief second you think, oh, he's alive, but it's not, and it's and it's John Cena's character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, I th- ultimately that is a much better decision because future movies, well, with John Cena in them is a fun prospect. I yeah. sort of had that spoiled because it's it, he's not getting his movie. Uh, uh, he's getting a show. They're gonna do okay. a piece a peacemaker show. I think should be fun. Um, and they're gonna at least and, and maybe it is a movie. I don't know, but I know he's getting a spinoff. Like that was a, a headline I read. So as soon as it comes up, I'm like, it's either gonna be Rick or it's gonna be uh, uh, Peacemaker. And I, and I was like, it's probably Peacemaker. It makes more sense to bring him back. Um, but I mean, for me. The, the what I loved about this whole thing is they finally fucking did it. They they gave you Starro. Like of all the things you can do, is Starro who debuted in like the Bold and the Brave, which is the first. It's like Bold and the Brave, like forty eight or something. Someone's gonna correct me. I know it. Uh, but it's the first appearance of Starro where the Justice League was taking over Bold and the Brave, and 
that was the first fucking villain that the super uh, the justice league came together to fight which is interesting to then see it on screen as the first super villain that the suicide squad takes down as opposed to like the justice league who are like the most powerful beings in this universe yeah. have problems with just with sorrow and now it's like oh but anybody can take him but like i just thought it was it was it was worth watching and having that character on screen was fun it was cool it wasn't a giant sky beam so i am very excited because every fucking movie has a giant sky beam we haven't and had then, a giant sky beam in a while to be fair sure it's, it's been a minute but i think yeah but it, it was a message on that it was a you guys obviously threat. didn't watch Fast Nine. You obviously did not watch Fast Nine. Fast Nine. That's a giant. How many of them have been good? There have been two good ones. I don't think. Oh, ever good. since five, I'm sold. I'm in. I think they're all fantastical, and Six I mean that sucked. with an L. Eight sucked. Seven was whatever. We all five know the best one was five. Fast Five was good. It was like the best one. To be honest, it changed the franchise. Yeah, it did. It, changed, it mind controlled the masses so that everyone yeah. flocked to the theaters. And hey, you know, I'm not hating on people making money. I'm just, I'm, I'm done. You guys remember going to go see that at, at, at midnight in the theaters? It was us and and like Jason and 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 a bunch of there was a couple other people there, and oh. and whenever The Rock would come on screen, I would just be like, The Rock says, because it was like one of his first like big. Big movies and like the yeah. whole theater was dying. I, uh, what are you talking about, dude? The Tooth Fairy is like a yeah. blockbuster, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Yeah. Tooth Fairy's it, gold. It, it was funny. Eight the first plan. two times you said it, and then the subsequent next 30 times you said it were not quite as funny. Yeah, but they were funny at some point. It became funny again at the end, and but in the middle, I'll admit, it was very annoying. And that was the goal. <laughs> um, Anyways. But. It was interesting. Okay, Suicide Squad, back on track. I really do think that they are leaning heavily on the one character in the DC universe that can put asses in seats, and that's mm -hmm. Margot Robbie. Yeah. And it, I mean, and and rightfully so. She is dedicated to this character. She is in this character when she's on screen, and it's fantastic. I think she. I read something that she wants to like take a small break from it. Um, just because it's like she doesn't want to be like known as only that and i can respect that she's done some other stuff and she's a good actress and you know i want to see her you know uh uh stretch her wings and, and do other stuff but man do i want more harley quinn i mean you look at if if you if you look at the birds of prey movie as a harley quinn movie it was a good movie but like if you're birds sitting there waiting yeah if you're waiting for the birds of prey you're gonna be very very disappointed no i like i, I mean it, the title says it though harley quinn is in the well, title no it was originally birds of prey or the the uh, fantabulous yeah. emancipation of harley quinn they what happened was once they released the movie theaters were like well this isn't actually so the theater got the uh, authority to go ahead and um uh, on the marquee write harley quinn and the birds of prey yeah. which is a more accurate title is if yeah. you do harley quinn and the birds of prey cool i'm all for it i enjoyed it just it, what, regardless I, it's a great movie i enjoyed i like i enjoyed it. her her birds of prey movie i thought that yeah. was good i liked it better than the first suicide squad yeah i mean i like everything better than the first suicide squad i like <laughs> justice league more than i like the first no no i don't i don't like justice league more than i like that i'd rather watch the first suicide squad over justice league okay but I'm, I'm i am 
I am exceptionally harsh on like all DC movies other than like Shazam. I liked Aquaman. I mean, it was, it is what it is. It's not like the best movie in the world. It's fun. It's, there's cool action. I liked Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84 was a train wreck. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm harsh on all of them, but I still enjoyed, uh, the Suicide Squad more than Justice League. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any more final thoughts on, on Suicide Squad? Other than I think we all liked it for once and nobody yeah. here has is like what a... What weird choices. I, what was up with Starro's uh, eye being a fucking swimming pool? I don't... Well, that's what there was is. like... There was some very artsy scenes where it's like she's uh, fighting and it's cartoony right, and things like that. Like, I mean, that was, was like cool. Uh, just, just kind of like... I was just a little confused. Yeah, but um, I get it. Of course, she's in the hallway and like flowers are flying out yeah. from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was cool. I mean, yeah, it was. Whatever, it's a, a fun effect. You're just like, oh, okay, I, you know, uh, like a full fine. blown acid trip. It's fine. <laughs> right. Um, just go with it. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, they, I mean, what can I say? They they got me. I can't believe they killed so many people. I can't mm. believe the weasel survived. Um, yeah, it was weird. I can't believe Rick Flag died. I knew the weasel was gonna survive. I knew he was not really dead. I was like, this guy. It was. It was a good little moment where they're like, "Did anybody check if the weasel could swim?" Like, I thought that was funny. It was, it was just. Funny. It was. It was I a good little moment. I, I um, wasn't there yet to. I was still like. I was I still it was like funny. watching with my arms crossed because I was. Oh, I mean, I knew. I do feel, bit, I do understand though. Like a lot of people were famous, especially in that first squad, and also a lot of just like the random cameos. What's her name? The the lady who was in charge of the rebels. That girl, that lady is. Uh, She's a good I actress. Her. She's a great actress. She's from Queen of the South. Her last name is Braga. I forgot her yeah, first name. She was in. She was weird. She was in the New Mutants movie. If anybody saw that. No, I didn't. It was it was awful. It was just yeah. people talking. But yeah, she's but a she really good actress. She, Queen of the South just ended, I think, like five or six seasons, which is like pretty f freaking amazing for television. I mean, like to yeah. get anything more than two or three seasons is amazing in television. Success you know, what? I have an I have an interesting thought. I just realized. I actually think that the previous Suicide Squad movie did more justice to the character of Amanda Waller than this movie. I this didn't... movie, she was a glorified office worker yeah. who who somehow allowed uh, Idris Elba to just waltz into the room as a prisoner. Don't know how that happened. And also just like completely let go or seemingly let go the fact that someone like knocked her out and hijacked her mission, which is very not like Amanda Waller, who's supposed to be one of the biggest badasses uh, in the DC universe. She had uh, me up until... She started yelling at everybody. Like I'm okay with the letting her, letting the guy walk into the room because I'm like that's part of her plan. She needs him here to then be like, oh, your kid and all this stuff and blah blah blah. Like I thought that was fine, but like once she starts like yelling at Savant, like Savant, get the fuck. But like I'm just like Waller is a little bit more calculated than that yeah. to just lose her cool at some guy. I'm gonna, yeah, away. I'm gonna say that I do not expect Viola Davis really did any fucking research on this she probably did not fucking care. i don't know I she, she did so going into the first calm. one yeah i think she, she was so much more collected in the, the the other one which is like i feel like more of the character's pace and maybe she's going in a new direction whatever there are just things you can't that i couldn't get past that just didn't make a lot of sense for her and uh that's too bad but i also feel like 
I don't know. I keep thinking like this is the end for the for the DCU, and they keep they're they're still everything's still on track. Still on track, so, you know. But new, they're literally filming the new Aquaman, and you're just like, eh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I it's it's time to kill it with fire, and move on. But they're not. They're going to continue to limp along uh, until something drastic happens. I think who knows what that'll be. I mean, they'll still make money. Is... Yeah, I mean, I think this is a good sign, a small sign at least. That it at least show the studio what one of their movies can do as far as like critic review and like peer review to just let the director and writers do their thing. You know what I mean? Instead of stepping in, being like, no, 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 we don't like this movie. We're going to edit this and we're going to change the entire, you know, like in the original Suicide Squad, they just took over and re-edited the movie and then changed how the Joker is portrayed and the scenes between Harley. They're like, it, it's too dark. I'm just like, you're just making a movie about villains. What the fuck do you want? Like, yeah. You know, lollipops and sunshine? Like, come on, man. You're I mean, but like, honestly, they are right, though. That last movie was way darker than this one, even even after they've edited it down. I yeah, feel like this one was just like, you went into it knowing it was a comedy. Right? Well, yeah, it's a James Gunn film. As soon and as, was... like, as soon as, like, and it did have that slightly Guardians of the Galaxy feel. As soon as, like, it, it as soon as you see John Guardians Cena with that feel. helmet, you know it's a comedy. You're like... Well, you got yeah. Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker, yeah, like, Weasel. I'm like, yeah... It's a comedy, so like, fortunately, it, it 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 never took itself seriously from the beginning, which then set the tone. And then, uh, what's funny is is when you start off like they talk about this with like story writing is when you start off with a baseline that's like comedic, you don't have to stretch as far for the dramatic moments. So the impact of people dying, like with Flag dying and stuff like that, even though you had a less time to invest in him in a sense impact is more because you're like oh this is supposed to be a comedy but dang like the main character or one of the three main characters just died like and he's like mm -hmm. legit one of the main characters he's not like weasel boy or whatever. Or like yeah yeah he's not like he's like team leader like you know there were three team leaders quote unquote if you want to say that you know if you want to include john cena as a team leader but like you know with the exception of, it's harley and it's john cena and it's idris alba and it's freaking flag like it's that's those are the four characters that you thought yeah. were gonna make it because they're like team leaders but look at least they that didn't impact kill that impact feels so much more because you're like this is a comedy like everyone's supposed to miraculously somehow survive except for the ones we don't care about right and like when that happens you're just like whoa like yeah like i, hey. I think the real hero of this movie uh is polka dot man's mom like whoever that <laughs> actress funny. is is the unsung hero <laughs> of this movie and that's like that's another thing that they added in there which is like you know very comic booky and very goofy just like the flower scene with quinn and stuff like that so yeah i mean whatever Do, like you you have to be okay with being like along for the ride right like and just like okay this is happening like there's a starfish he's even, fucking shooting face suckers at people right. let's let's just even you just album roll got with some it. comedy spots like when when mm -hmm. they uh, right at the very end of them going through that uh um it's shooting everybody and killing them and then they're walking away and he's like he's like non-lethal doesn't count and he's like exploding bullets and then he explodes and he's like nobody likes to show off yeah unless what they're showing off is really cool yeah <laughs> it was yeah, dope like, as fuck and then he's like fuck 
He's right. <laughs> just, was funny. Uh, coming from if it came from anybody else, it may not have been as funny. But coming from Idris Alba is what made yeah. that moment just perfect. This, yeah. And then when he, with, uh, uh, Harley Quinn being like, "Great job, Milton." He's like, "It's not my name. Not my name. It's not my name." <laughs> Who's Milton? <laughs> Who's that dude? Uh, that literally just had Milton. a Milton. conversation <laughs> about four, this. Four fucking Milton. <laughs> Poor Melton. No, it was. I mean, the movie was good. I, I'm gonna yeah. watch this a third, fourth, fifth. This is gonna be on one of my repeats. Uh, maybe only watch sure. it twice, but it's good. I mean, I'm, I just get bored and put on comic book movies, but nobody's surprised by that one. So, all right, this was an excellent movie. I think everybody here can agree with this. It's not the best comic book movie in the world, but it is a a light at the end of the tunnel for the DC universe, which I think we're all. Uh, very hesitant not a about, light at the end like, more like a little candle flame in the yeah, yeah. there's a candle there i'm in the middle I'd of cave with two lovers excited we're, we're, but we're they're not, gonna let me down somewhere into the tunnel the tunnel's yeah. gonna keep going i mean secret tunnel. We will, secret the, tunnel. what will determine their future is the flash movie 100 percent. everything's gonna rest on the flash yeah. movie you know. can have another sure. aquaman you can have something else but like this is pulling in their multiverse you've got you know two batmans in this movie and then you know the flash like if they fuck this up then they're gonna they may just go back to the drawing board on the whole thing so it's like Please. i want it to succeed because i want a good keaton and i want to see Batflick again but like at the same time i'd rather they just go back to the drawing board like who yes. knows Please. All right. Let's switch gears. Enough DC and their dark broodingness. It was a nice like nice little taste of comedy. But something I think uh much more monumental started, uh, and that was What If. It was the first episode of What If. If you haven't seen it, everybody go check it out. There are going to be obvious spoilers for this. Um, you know, the it's animated. Uh, it, it's a half an hour long. It is an introduction to what is now officially canon, not just tom hiddleston saying it somebody else has said yes this is 100 percent canon these universes exist within the mcu how much we're going to see them going forward i don't know but i want more captain carter she is a fucking badass and all of those scenes were amazing i loved this fucking show um I, i'm so excited to see what else they have to give us uh you know i want more i want to i'm chomping at the bit for chadwick boseman i, I want to see you know everything that they're going to do um so this was fantastic you've got a lot more quippiness you know out of her in a sense um she has much more personality in my opinion than steve in his first outing in this movie um i, I like that they didn't just give you a completely different story but it's it is officially what what would happen if uh something else went down in the mcu it 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 pulls directly from the movies it doesn't pull from the comics they're not telling you some fantastical story that only you know a thousand people have read in the comic books they're they're like oh in this case what happens if peggy gets the the serum and becomes you know, uh, Captain Carter and and Steve somehow becomes Iron Man, um, which is just fucking awesome. Um, which you know, I, I love the way it happened. Can I say that the guy who played the 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 Colonel or whatever his name is, the the Army guy, we've all seen him in a bunch of different shit. Most notably, he was in Billy Madison. He was the guy who was going up against him, in my opinion. He has his own show recently, which I hear was actually pretty good. He plays a villain perfectly. Or not even a villain, just an antagonist. Somebody you're going to fucking hate, 
perfectly in everything mm-hmm. he does and and it was great that they cast him in it and he did fantastic so um it was cool hearing you know all the voices come back you know i i wish wish that it was uh um oh my god the voice of the red skull the original uh, hugo, voice. Weaving. hugo weaving but whoever they got again i hope this is the guy easy. i couldn't tell the difference end game i couldn't yeah. tell the difference it was, it was I couldn't tell. fantastic so I uh, one downside for me, the ending was a little weird. That was all, really. I, I just I kind of wanted something with a little bit more oomph to it, but I'm fine with it. Maybe they come back in the end. Maybe that maybe what if has like a little multiverse moment at the end of of the new Avengers in that universe to fight something. Maybe they all tie together. I don't know if they. I do hope they do. I, I think know. that's the idea. I don't know, George. What do you think? Um. I have been well said. <laughs> I have been a fan of Haley Atwell since like the first one. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I know, and like admittedly, the studio has always felt that they, they had an untapped talent in her, and that's why they gave her that. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, the like the short little, like, Marvel, uh, one shots. Yeah, that's what they're called. That's why they gave her the one shot to see. It was essentially a backdoor pilot into seeing if they would ever do Agent Carter, which they ran for like two or three seasons, which um, I don't know if it's still considered canon in the MCU, especially after all the time travel stuff. None of the um, shows are considered canon. Like yeah, the... which is like a heartbreaking kind of. But yeah. um, Agent Carter was like a really great show. She's like Haley Atwell is a wonderful actress. She's always been underutilized and underrated and like never given like... I feel like Agent Carter never got the justice she deserved in many ways. Like, and even though she did have a show, like the show kind of just ended abruptly rather, you know, it just got canceled due to like low ratings. Um, This is like great to see like the twist on it. Um, As a fashion side note is that um, a while ago, I would say up until like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was very like kind of taboo to wear, the British flag, like as, like fashion, like it still is. Technically. It's still very taboo. The only reason why, shout out, the only reason why it's become more possible in modern fashion is because of Jerry Hallowell from the Spice Girls. She yeah. is the the icon in the '90s who put on that that there's that one big performance where she came out and it was literally tea cozies that she made a dress out of that were you know the the british flag and ever since then it's become so much more iconic and so much more patriotic for british people to wear it but for a while that was not a thing that people did so i mean it's it's written Um, that we're not supposed to do that here in this country yeah you're technically not supposed it's considered it's considered like (laughs) you know it's considered quote-unquote like flag burning but people still wear nobody got the message people still wear american flag bikinis so that doesn't matter you know and no one's ever complained about that right um so that's a total different thing but i think what's amazing about it is that like she finally gets her due in this episode and i'm from what i hear if anyone is ever going to show up irl out of this what if series she's the first one on the list like marvel owes it to her in so many ways and the people upstairs know that there's like a push for her to come back into the films like they've been yeah, talking be about so it for a cool. long time. Haley Atwell also was on TikTok before any like before TikTok was a thing. She was on Snapchat before Snapchat was on a thing. She is like a social media darling. 
she did the right. lip sync stuff Random. the lip sync mashups she had a whole entire like collection and following she was the one of the largest like stars on those lip sync apps because she would be on set like dancing with people on the set of asian card or doing like lip sync back so she's like a like outside of marvel she's already has a huge like fan following because she's one of the few stars in marvel who actively interacts with her community like do you know what i'm saying she like does stuff with them so it makes sense um as far as like i don't know if we dan wants to add anything else i was going to talk more about like different scenes so dan so yeah I okay i, I was gonna I say think george likes Haley atwell do you think george likes Haley atwell i, I was gonna say there was some great callbacks tim to Please. like add to tim's point there were some great callbacks to like mcu stuff so everyone knows there's like this fame it's, it's not originally from mcu mcu obviously stole the shot from a bunch of other films and other tv shows but there's that famous scene where edward norton as uh hulk opens his eyes as he's about to turn into the hulk and it's like zooms in really close like up here to his eyes you know what i'm talking about and he opens up it's mm -hmm. like an eye of panic right his eyes are like panic and he's about to turn into the hulk so from mm -hmm. that scene that that shot to steve when he first gets hit with the serum and captain america same shot same frame same eyes like he like opens up really quick to now peggy when she gets hit with it same eyes same shot same scene like it's like it's beautiful to see that like somebody took the time to be like yo we're gonna do that same shot but in like an animated form and the like callback on that is like like that's some next level shit that like i think only maybe like cinematic film buffs might like really enjoy because that obviously is seen in a lot of other movies avatar lost like all these other sh movies have that same scene and same shot and it's like it's an mm. old it's a very old technique that an old shot that's done in like film history books will study that shot but i love the fact that they decided to do that in an animated like version of that and it really yeah. like you may not know that but unconsciously you like recognize that shot from several different movies outside of even the marvel universe second of all second scene is the scene where the doors open and it's like it's supposed to be steve in the front but and then bucky on the left and the the commandos on the back and then it's like bucky shooting that pistol but instead it's like captain carter coming out and it's like that's that little really? weird switch you you may not know it consciously but unconsciously you recognize that shot because that's oh, a yeah. shot that's like that's the captain america shot that like in that first movie when he comes out and he's really established and like taking the mantle of like not just being like a fundraiser but also like actual captain america so it's like it's beautiful to see them call back to those scenes visually not just story-wise right like and i think that's what makes it beautiful also of course beautiful fighting scenes every one of them the funny oh, yeah. fact that they play the music like there was a brief moment in captain america one where he does the funny music and he's doing all the promo shows for fundraising and stuff like that it's funny to see that while during that time in this reality they play the same type of funny you know music but instead it's like carter's already like on his way to like her way to destroying stuff you know like it's it's there's so many like comparisons to that first captain america movie you know yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I liked it I, I just want more it was good yeah it was it was yeah, well done the animation is really cool yeah uh i don't i don't think i've we've seen anything like the animation before uh and it's just it's it's all good uh yeah i don't i don't know i don't have much input i just want more give me yeah. more give me more I, th I think there was a lot of um 
what was it? It was a fun little scene. I, I thought of it when George was talking, and I can't remember it. Um, just like they're just like little differences, and, and it's not just like you know you see the one moment that changes everything, which is you know the explosion, and then she hops in, right? That's the mm-hmm. big moment of the chain effect. But you see, like shot the Tommy same... Lee Jones, which like changes the whole entire like relationship yeah, then, to the SSR to to yeah. Captain Mar, you know Captain America and Captain Carter, right? Because without Tommy Lee Jones, it's run by douchebag, right? So <laughs> poor Tommy right. Lee Jones. Right. Damn it. I wish I remembered what I was going to say. It was a fun it was a fun little shout out to the movie and just little differences. There's a lot of tongue in cheek um, in this movie that like of like, right. "Oh, you almost pulled my arm off." <laughs> like when Bucky right. like his little shout outs, right? Right. When the, Buck, the, the and you're like, you think they give you that a second when like Bucky falls off the train, you're like, "Oh my god, it's happening exactly the same way." And you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute." Like it's fun to see because you recognize that shot from the first one. You're like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, like he's going to fall off the train just like what happened regardless of what happened." And it's funny because even though it's not the same uh, explosion or like a same accident, it in the something still that train is like a nexus event. Like something still always happens at that train. Like whether it's Steve being blown off in the, uh, you know, in the exploding, whoa, you whoa, know, whoa, the, as a train. Don't even know about Steve getting blown <laughs> off. Okay, calm down. <laughs> but like whether it's Steve getting blown off the train or it's Bucky falling off the train, there's something interesting about that train like mission that seems to be like a point of split in reality you know like different things seem to be it's like a nexus event almost like a hub of crazy things happen like this time it's not bucky who fell off it's steve it's skinny steve he gets captured like did anybody else think that we were going to get a uh winter soldier steve instead because he fell off and like maybe like that's what i thought was going to happen and i was like oh shit shit and then by the end of it great by the end of it, it was like, wait, is there no Winter Soldier in this universe? Because Bucky's fine, Steve's and, fine. And I have to ask, the question then becomes, like, why did they pull Carter back? Right? Like, it mm. seems like Carter's not the... F- it's not like, like Fury pulled B- Carter out of the portal. And it seems like, to me, from the way it seems like, she's not the first person to come through. I, I think, think she is. I, I think I don't think they knew who they were bringing in. I don't think they expected think, it because Hawkeye goes, "That's Agent Carter," or "That's I think, Captain Carter." I want to say what I think happens in this for her story is this event that she's about to show up in with Nick Fury and Clint is that Loki has already come through, and they were like, "What is this thing?" And they try to turn it on or turn it off or whatever and f- fix it, whatever cause mischief that Loki has caused, and they end up summoning her or something like that. It seems like somebody else has already come through because the apparatus is set up. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, it just... Or do they just yeah. randomly open up portals? Because there's only Clint and, and Fury there. I don't see anyone like that scientists right. working they, on that machine. Yeah. They didn't seem like they knew what they were, who was coming through. Um... But uh, God, we'll see. I think these are connected. I do. I least, hope they, they are. They definitely are going to be connected. Uh, there's no. Yeah. We know next time is going to be. Spoiler alert. We know tomorrow. Next week is uh, is going to be Chadwick Boseman's. Uh, is that officially? Yeah, it's going to be. Black, it's going to be the Black Panther episode. I mean, I'm slash Guardians for it. of the Galaxy episode from if you've seen the trailers, but it's going to be the story of Star. What if, what if T'Challa becomes Star Lord? Mm. That looks cool. I think the other one awesome. the counter to that is what if the damn it instead of the Avengers what if the Guardians were the ones fighting the invasion with Thor yeah. 
and you got and for anybody who needs like a refresher i highly recommend uh, disney plus also has the legend series which shows a lot of the stories of the people that are coming up in the tv series so it's like it's got a loki oh. one it has a winter soldier it has a falcon one it has a zemo one there's a agent carter one there's one for yondu and the ravagers and uh there's one for who else the tesseract I didn't, so there's I didn't there's know the, that. yeah marvel legends it just shows like clips kind of in the story of all these heroes who are now getting tv shows it has a vision and wanda one too obviously so i mean if you need a refresher I'm down. marvel legends i will check it out i don't think i need one but i'll check it out anyway um man i don't have a whole lot more i guess there was damn it i don't remember um i don't know does uh anybody got any more input on what if Dan, you were relatively quiet. No. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, it was just I liked seeing it, man, and it was well done. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I felt, I felt like a, you know, I felt like a kid again in the theaters, just watching this unfold. And I just wanted more. It was great to see. It was great to see her kind of like experience her powers. Like, wow, that was cool. Like, because uh, Steve had to like literally hit the ground running and had right. such a serious moment out of the gate with his powers and it's nice to see her have her fun moment i don't know it, it was it was good and i'm really looking forward they really set a high bar uh i'm hoping um, that uh, the rest of them can stack up yeah. I, and i have to say like don't get me wrong steve was like a steve is an amazing fighter and especially later on down the line he's a great fighter and whatever but it almost seems like like she was born to do this in many ways totally. like the comfort level that she had with the shield the the way that she fought and all that style in a way she hit the ground running in a way that steve obviously because she knew how to fight before she was captain america uh, captain you know carter she before the serum she was already a fighter but now with like that added background and the serum and becoming a super soldier it seemed like it was a she hit the ground running in a way that even steve could not because steve obviously was just a skinny kid from brooklyn and he probably did not have the fighting expertise and experience yeah the fight in him because he could do this he all had the day fight in him he could do it all day but it's like he didn't have the technique and he didn't you know i, I no. doubt he he knew how to really fight the way that peggy probably was trained to as a spy and an agent so the comfort level she had going is it seems like going into fighting and less smoothness and is like it was like pure ballet it was like it was a beautiful dance the way she she fought in a way that I feel like I never saw Steve do, you know. Maybe I mean, it's she, just because even, it's animated. She even in the middle of it was like uh, picks up the shield after beating the hell out of someone. And was like, where have you been all my yeah. life? You know, and like it it just it really did flow. And like um, maybe it never yeah. would have happened in IRL, but it's like just the fun way that she had with Steve with like even the flying scene with the funny music where it's like they're in the air and she's just like. Essentially, she's indestructible. She's just running through like people's, cool and, and scene, it's a man. funny callback. To, again, if you look at the way she does the part where she's just like blowing through all these like planes and stuff like that, and she has the full arms out and whatever, it's a funny uh, same cut, same scene, same shot as uh, Captain Marvel, 
where she's when she's destroying that final fleet that comes in and she's like doing all these crazy dances and she's playing a lot of the same like motions of the body and stuff like that look very similar yeah it's very very similar to that call for captain marvel actually if you look at that those cuts just take the so, animation put her on top of it and you save a bunch of money yeah. like they used to do in the old disney movies they're learning <laughs> you know how to save all those animation it's um it's, yeah it's, let me ask you a question i'm, I'm gonna backtrack here uh george and or dan i think i know where dan watched it dan george excuse me let me try that all over again george did you watch suicide squad in theaters or at home the first one no the new one. Oh, at home we all watched it at home yeah i would have liked to have known what it what if there's if if the theater impacted this movie after watching it at home do you think you would have preferred to have seen it in the theater no i don't care either way oh, it wouldn't have mattered very quick answer i i i don't know uh I'd say most of the movie wouldn't have mattered, but probably the scenes with Starro would have been interesting. Cooler. You yeah. know right? what I would have liked to watch in the theaters is What If. What but... If. That was my next question. That would be so fucking cool to see. That would be so fucking cool screen. to watch. The... What If on I the hope... big screen would have been nice. I hope that, that, that they can push these, you know, to the... Just be like, oh, you know what? Here's the compilation of all of them. Go watch them in theaters mm. after they've released it. Just go watch back to back. I wouldn't theaters. be surprised if Disney did something like that as a special event. I mean, just because people would pay money to do it, and it doesn't cost money. them that much more to let the people do it. They I'm a little upset make it... with Disney. They're fucking taking all our money, but I'm a little upset with Disney because they basically, not Disney alone, but Disney and HBO Warner, I guess, are are are. I like the home releases, but it's hurting movie going experiences. And this is also to speak on uh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson's behalf, who has sued Disney because they, she's lost out on a lot of money because it's not in a theatrical release. It did okay the first weekend. And then it just plummeted on the second weekend. And then the same kind of thing happened with Suicide Squad. It opened to a very, very poor box office, but a lot of people have seen this movie because they're watching it at home. And, you know, I like the fact to watch it at home now because, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know how Chicago's doing, but Austin ain't doing so hot. We are in stage five still, and, and, and it's not a great time to be going out and doing a whole bunch of shit. So I'm fine watching this stuff at home right now, but like I want to go to a theater and do this and see these things. Like I miss the theater. It, it was like half the reason I love movies is because my memory of watching the Ninja Turtles for the first time in theaters was so impactful on my life. You see these, everything's larger than life. Granted... I watched this on like a fairly large 70 inch TV and like nice surround sound speakers. It's just not the same. You know what I mean? You don't have the smell of popcorn. You don't have, you know, the, the, you, you know, I guess that sticky floor feeling has its, you can make your own popcorn. <laughs> I know, but it's not, it's not the same. You know, you don't have that 600 inch screen with the fucking Dolby. Like when I saw, um, yeah. people Widow, sit in your it, sign seat. Yeah. People Thomas sitting Hill. in your assigned seat. When I saw uh, that uh, annoying Widow, person it, who's got their phone on in the middle of the movie, uh, I mean, you don't get that as much anymore. And you uh, guys know. both know I'm the first person to yell at that motherfucker. I have done it several times and will okay. continue. 
But well, that's nice of you um, to yell at Dan, but <laughs> 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 that's nice of you to yell at him, but you know, you know, I don't do that. No, but like I saw it in in a Dolby and AMC, and it had like speakers literally all like surrounding the whole theater old theaters have like a couple in the front couple in the back couple on the side yeah. every single row had i, its I mean own I, I i would it say insane. it's not i would say this is not like an issue for like just you know marvel or dc or warner brothers or disney it's like it's an issue for every single theater they're, they i mean they're just adapting to what they they know to do and it's in the end it's like it's a it's a money issue on their end right like there's somebody up there the bean counter up there like they all agree the bean counters and all the industry all agree that this is the move that the studios want to do right and so paramount warner brothers you know disney they are they're all just doing the same thing because like they it's about at the end it's about the money that they can make and the money they can save and somebody said that this I mean, was the right way to be do it out on some money though like it, so i watched um i watched the hot ones uh with matt damon and he was talking about how like back in the 90s when he started making movies and he was doing all that like it it wasn't necessarily the end of the world if a if a movie didn't make a shitload of money at the theater because you kind of had two waves. You had you had the movie theater money and then you had that break and then became the DVD money. Like you'd get money from sales and rentals and that kind of stuff and that was generating it. So what he said was interesting was that the fact that, you know, movie makers knew that they would get that second wave that if it didn't open to like, you know, 50 million, 60 million dollars off of an indie budget, you know, like a like a five million dollar movie you know didn't pull 60 million dollars that's okay because you're going to get those dvd sales and 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 get the rentals it allowed these people to make the kind of movies that they wanted they could take that gamble because they knew that someone would buy this movie somebody would rent this movie there was extra income coming along the line and then as soon as, as, soon as streaming came along Yes, you're going to get a little bit of percentage from subscription cost, but like you don't get a lot from this movie being optioned to Netflix or being sent to Amazon. Like if it's not being a paid rental, you they're missing out on movies. And so what what Damon was saying was that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get to make or or be a part of the type of movies that he used to make, which was those middle of the pack kind of drama movies where it was just a lot of people talking and some stuff happened, but like some of those movies were fantastic. Like the the streaming services are cutting out a lot of indie filmmakers. Like, yeah. you know, there was a movie that I remember watching uh, called, um, uh, damn it, Cashback, I think is what it was called. It was it was released in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, right when I started at Blockbuster, and it was this little indie art film about someone I've who worked at a at a movie at, at a convenience store overnight and kind of had insomnia, and he started doodling the people that were there, but he created these scenes in his mind and kind of like fell in love with some woman who was a frequent, and like it was super interesting piece, and just the way it kind of unfolded was really neat. But like today, that movie's not getting made. Nobody's going to fund this movie because that movie isn't going to make, you know, $30 million at the box office. It's going to make, you know, 500000 you know, $600,000. And then it's going to get some DVD rentals so that the, the people making the movie and the people, you know, putting the movie out there will make their money back in DVD rentals. So it is kind of sad. So whenever a movie comes out, like, I'm going to go see Suicide Squad in theaters because I want movies 
and movie theaters to keep having money and keep being able to have us make, you know, have the opportunity to see it so they can make movies that I want to see, not just my big, you know, comic book movies that I love and, and will watch until the day I die. But, you know, I want to give money to the theater so it stays around so that there is a place for them to go and for us to watch and, and not just AMCs. And, you know, I'll, I'll go to a, a an overpriced movie at a, 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 damn it, what's it fucking called? Alamo Draft House, you know, at these little indie theaters and shit like that. I think it's worth doing, and I, I think, you know, honestly, it's it's a, it's a weird, weird situation we're going to be facing sometime soon because a lot of movie theaters closed during the pandemic. Yeah. Well, Godspeed, Sir Slice. <laughs> I, I commend you because I already felt like things were on the decline for movie theaters, and the pandemic just fast-forwarded every, everything solid decade or two. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I, uh, it pains me to say it. I, I, I love, I'm with you. I love going to the movies and, uh, Marvel movies have been some serious highlights uh, of my life, uh, over the past, you know, decade or so. And I don't know if movie theaters are long for this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry that I go to see IMAX all the time. Those like, we only go yeah. see movies in IMAX pretty much. Yeah. That's the only yeah. move. Like it's amazing. if it's a movie that's not worth going to see in IMAX, he and I probably won't go see it. Like it's... Yeah, if I didn't have to drive to South Austin to go to my nearest IMAX, I'd do it. Yeah. But I've got, I've at least got a Dolby cinema, which is like it. The sound is 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 as good, if not better, than some IMAX theaters. I don't have as big a screen. It doesn't wrap, but you know, I'm, I I I can do what I can. They, they sh- if they if they made all theaters IMAX theaters, <laughs> if, I, if they made all theaters IMAX theaters or lounge theaters, the really qu- the real yeah, okay. So like thirty dollars a piece. What are you talking my, about? My my thing is is like exactly. My thing is is that the problem with it is that like movie movie theaters like they're not doing well as we know, but also like it, it becomes like not just a, a money issue for for the studio themselves which i'm sorry to say you're going to get very little sympathy in like people saying they want to stu- like when you say you want the studio to make their money that's going to fall studios. on death ear the indie I, studios i don't mean warner I mean, and all them right but like studios in general you're just not going to get sympathy from people because the concept is, is that studios are all loaded so like the, the the question then becomes like it's a dollar value for like the movie goer as well it's like i'm paying 15 bucks to go see a movie more than and that like, now. Yeah, more than that now. But like, let's say I'm paying at least 15 bucks to go see a movie in a movie theater that's crowded, maybe on an opening weekend. And like the experience may not be worth it to me any longer to pay $15 plus to do that. You know, yeah. I, I hate to say it. Not to mention, you only get to watch it once. Yeah. If you rent it on Disney Plus, you can watch it as many times as you want. You know, like it's just like. There's so many factors on the fact that you can stack, you can pause it whenever you want. You don't have nobody coughing with COVID in your face. You know, you can like go pee. You can like eat. You, it's like it's from the comfort of your home. Not to mention, like you and your family of five kids can watch it all at the same time. Like it's just like at the end of the day, it becomes a bottom dollar issue. Take out all the fu- all all the all the experiences of the theater or home, and take out all those different factors. If you want to say that, even the the convenience of watching it at home, the ability to all those things I just listed, take that all away. The the final factor at the end of the day has to be about that bottom dollar for the viewer. Like that trumps any other thing. Yeah, 
That trumps any other thing. Can we come movie up with a theaters new word aren't the only Trump, thing, please? <laughs> movie theaters aren't the only thing that are going out of business. Also, there's plenty of people who are unemployed. You know, and like fifteen dollars an hour for a minimum wage job, and not even in all states, but in you know, like that's an hour's worth of work to watch one theater movie. Like it's, yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's an uphill battle to keep theaters and movies. Now it is an uphill battle. I don't think that theaters are going to go away. I think they're going to stay because of things like Warner Brothers and Disney and Marvel, like the big studios. They'll be fine. They can, you know, have a shitty opening weekend because they are getting all the money from the streaming that they're getting. You know, HBO Max is going to make up eventually at some point for the lost revenue and, of of Suicide Squad. Disney this, Plus this, is going to make up for the revenue of, of this, Widow and this, shit like that. This talk of like death of indie studios, it's not the death of indie studios. It's the death of indie studios in a larger movie theater format. The indie studios then sell their movies now to Netflix and Amazon and all these streaming yeah, services. That's true. And it's just going to be shown there. And it doesn't cost them as much money. Plus, they don't have to pay to to sell it to really, you know, they don't have to try to what? sell it to the individual theaters as an indie film company. They just deal with a streaming service like Netflix or Amazon. Like they don't like it becomes they cut out the extra issue of having to deal with all these movie theaters independently as well as a small and like the bargaining for them is harder than when they have to deal with all these different theaters. So it's now they just deal with one like streaming service that will release their film for them. So it's like and it's like, do you really care? Do you can you really justify spending 15 bucks on a film nowadays that you are just as fine watching at home, like if it's not I mean, a blockbuster film. I can, for the most part, because I, I can't. Mean, it, that's just my. I, I'm not going to ask people to do that. Like, how much of a myself. big difference for a non-blockbuster, like crazy action film? How much more of a big experience difference is it to watch that in a theater than to your the film that you were talking about, Cashback? Would it have made that big of a difference to watch that in a DVD format versus a movie theater format? Uh, Would you have enjoyed watch. it more? <laughs> I didn't. But watch I'm it just in saying, the put yourself in that shoe. <laughs> Put yourself in that shoe. You enjoyed it a lot watching it at home. So, like, I would did. you have made it that? Would you have made it that much? Fifteen dollars, but more enjoyable if you watched it in a theater. I don't think so. Some There's a them, lot of films that I will not maybe. pay for that. You know, for, but for I have me, no problem watching it on a streaming service because it's like it's not worth the fifteen dollars. Some of them, I think it's worth it. Obviously, I, I, you know, I mean, there's there's a few movies that can come to mind that that I would have loved to have seen in theaters for the first time. Um, and they're not, they're not movies that are worthy of a big screen. In my opinion, everybody knows I'm a huge, huge Kevin Smith fan, right? I, I, I just will be, and, and don't care if people don't like him, but like his movie clerks and, and mall rats, like I saw mall rats in the theaters, you know, and that, that does not like worthy of the $15 necessarily because it's not a big action movie. There's nothing, there's no elaborate set piece or, you know, costumes or any of this shit. It's just people on screen talking, but like. Seeing that in the theater, surrounded by people who are like diehard fans of that genre or that particular director, or have that feeling, like that to me is kind of worth it. You 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 feel the buzz of an audience. Now, in a pandemic time, maybe not. You know, if if the fucking country can come to terms and wear masks and be safe, and we can all feel a little bit better going outside, yeah, I will want that again. But like, you know, yes, this is a Marvel movie, but I remember going and I, was I with was I with you? Was I with one of you when I did the um the Marvel movie marathon? It was it was George, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and we, we, it was it was long. It was very long. It was twelve hours like, in the movie yeah. theater. 
But Stupid when it, Avengers came on, it was a twelve hours. It was like it was like six no, hours. It, it was no, there was twelve movies. Uh, yeah, no, right. there was six uh, hours. It was the first Avenger. It was six. No, hours. it was about twelve hours because it was six movies and they're all about two hours long. So it was a minimum of about twelve hours. It was not twelve theater. hours. It was not anyway, twelve hours. <laughs> the point is, we're surrounded by diehard fans, people who want to be here. When you can feel the literal buzz in the room and get goosebumps just from everybody else's reactions to seeing that opening credit of the Marvel movie coming on. Like that is a feeling I want. Yeah, like, but that's I like... haven't had that feeling. I didn't get that with widow. I'm not, you're, you're not, not, you're not going to get that though with, with a lot of widow. like, you're not going to get that a lot with non blockbuster films. That's the problem is like, you're not going to have that same justification. Yeah. There might be some, like, there might like not, Black there might Swan. be some niche groups of people who are like diehard Kevin Smith fans, but let's be honest, like, even yeah, before the pandemic, much. if you went to see like a movie that was a Kevin Smith, like it's not packing, like unless it's opening night, you're not packing that fucking yeah, you're theater. Not, you're not packing like it. regardless with how many, even how many Kevin Smith fans at its height, you're still not going to pack the theater after opening weekend. Like that's just the the mass reality of it. So that buzz is fleeting, and it's 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 only if you go opening night, which I can argue also with films like that, like. Back no, then, you didn't where, really have a choice as to when. Where you would were, you put you know, these? Where would you put know, these dramas? Both of you, like, 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 there will be blood. No country for old men. Um, things that have been up for like best picture and and stuff like that. There was that movie, and I can't remember what it's called, and I feel terrible for remembering it, uh, not remembering it. But it was about um, all the black women who worked in NASA to get the hidden um, figures. Hidden, yeah, figures. hidden figures, like. Like these movies, they don't have a lot of like the typical action and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I saw all all those movies in theaters, and I'm I okay feel not seeing them in theaters. That they were, I was better off enjoying the like hidden figures in theaters. I think it was an excellent movie to see on the big screen because you really, it captured you know you're in. I think I saw movie. it on the big screen you're, too, actually. You feel it more for me when you're in a theater. You're in there. You're 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 like part of it because it's so big. It's larger than life. All these characters. Uh, mean a little bit more to me like yes i'm still gonna feel that when i watch it at home but like that first movie viewing experience in the theaters is for most movies that you want to see regardless of the genre or whatever i think it, i think it's very worth it i think they can have they can have my money we all know they're gonna get it but i don't know we went on a very very far tangent from marvel movies and what if i'm trying to think of the last but... time i experienced something like of what you're talking about uh it wasn't a marvel uh, movie uh, yeah obviously any game aside which is probably the greatest uh experience in a movie theater i think i've had uh yeah, just being surrounded by, of, would, i'm being surrounded by fans i was, with the, I was, with the, uh, I was there the, uh, dude i was losing my mind the two the of us sitting there. next to each yeah. other the the assemble the 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 people the cheering Mjolnir, the cap when cap Ooh. got Mjolnir oh the chills yeah. um but <laughs> the, the, the crowd literally when yeah. when they when the like when when they did the time jump and the thing and they're all the missions are ready and the helmets went on the the crowd in that theater was like like you could feel it shaking there was cheering because like you knew yeah. you're like this is the beginning of the movie now like right. what right. we saw that's nothing like the movie now has begun and you could right. feel like the whole entire crowd cheering and i definitely understand I mean, that my caution is you're not gonna find that like almost with any other type of like it just it seems like that's like a very rare yeah moment and also like I mean, 
it requires game was just the right amount of things but even like if you talk about that like you want to say even like with star wars like force unleashed and like all these other big franchises that have like a following of generations of fans and stuff like that that's like that's such a small little like portion of like you know the large like it's it's such a fleeting thing and then the question also be then becomes like you're only gonna get that experience maybe on that like first opening night or like you know what i'm saying like first weekend you're only going to have that kind of crowd feeling and then after it's been out two three weeks and the theater's not as packed like it's just it'll lose that fervor that you find in the theater you know it, it that's it, 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 yeah i don't know in the end it's it's about if do you feel like that experience is worth your f- 15 bucks yeah that's true and to each their own so all right, we've been going on for a while here. Um, any last thoughts? I don't know. That's it. All right. All right. Well, as always, give yourself a shout out. Where can they find you? Come on, tell me. George, drop it every time. I know it's your stream that everybody's watching right now, but when I put this on YouTube, where can they find you? GJC. G is almost. GJC327, every platform. So much enthusiasm. Even Damn. only fans. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it's not all of it, but definitely on Twitch, uh... YouTube. Yeah. Those are the two main ones. Twitter, if you want to talk to Argent's merchandise on Only Dan's. Oh. Only Dan's. Oh, God. Oh, the implications. On- only Dan's. Uh, I'm. I don't post. I'm at Smash City. Follow one of these guys instead. You can see yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan's stream. Yeah. Yeah. Keep a look out for George's. I'm pretty much Sir Slice, Sir Slice Thirteen, or the Modern Nerd Podcast. Modern Nerd. Look me up. Find me. Uh, I'm going to be posting more. This is going to go on the YouTube for sure. Hopefully, this will be an an actual audio podcast for anybody who wants to listen in the car. But I may have. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I, I didn't fuck it up. I got the recording. We're all excited for that. It was quite a journey. If you guys could have heard the the pre to this show, it would have been very entertaining. Oh, they heard it. Good. I really, honestly <laughs> hope they did. It was very entertaining of me clicking the same button seven times and wondering why it didn't work. Um. You're going to ask us our final question? What's the final question? Like what we did last week? I mean, I was going to go into it, yes. So let's. Go I'll, I'll put this before it. I was going to go with, what are your again, what are your recommendations and, and what are you up to? Is Dan leaving? Dan's got a phone call. Dan's food's here. He's George, food's here. how's it going, bud? What are you watching? What do you recommend? What am I watching? What do I recommend? Um, or playing. Aside from, oh, what we're playing. I mean, Anything. I've been playing... I don't what know. Do I do? play Hearthstone Battlegrounds, <laughs> but that's a great auto really? battler if you guys want. And then um, if you guys are, I don't know, as far as like watching goes. I mean, uh, you're still watching Outer Banks. I, I finished, finished that it? already. I finished sure that already. Uh, I, I rewatched The Witcher it. recently just for shits and giggles because the new one's yeah. coming out, and I'm pretty yeah, hyped we about that. Uh, oh, if you like trash reality TV, I don't. <laughs> Then I'm what not gonna is it? Do it. I was hey, gonna say, promote it. I'm gonna Someone say might... Cooking with Paris Hilton, dude. Cooking with Paris wow. on Netflix. Did not Tra- see that trash coming, television. But okay. It's funny because it's funny because it like kind of reminds you of a simple life, and it's kind of ASMR. It's it's just goofy to look at trash TV sometimes. So if you you I have mean, nothing better to do, I mean, sure. 
I recently found Letterkenny. I know it has nothing to do with genre, but uh, I, I'm super, super... Look at those locks. Dan sitting back in with them long, luscious locks. There it is. Let it loose. Um, Letterkenny. I recommend Letterkenny if you enjoy quick-witted, just a whole bunch of banter left and right. It is ridiculous. Bunch of Canadian hicks uh, just getting at it. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I've I've been just like watching it on my lunch break. And they're like half hour, I think, it long. Mm-hmm. I've literally just been caught laughing out loud. And my coworkers like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm so sorry, I'm being loud." Um, but it's uh, I I do that. Oh. I'm, Oh, sorry, keep going. I was going to add one um, more show, but keep going. I mean, I was going to say I'm watching Criminal Minds, which I didn't think I was going to enjoy, but I am enjoying. Um, you know, uh, uh, and then always, I'm always, every time I'm going to recommend this, watch your Doctor Who. Everybody watch Doctor oh. Who. I don't care. Watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Our pass. Dan, oh, okay. what do you recommend? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Let me interject. Oh, oh, Modo. Okay. Hulu. With uh, Pat, uh, with, uh, what's the name? Pat Oswald. Modoc. Modoc, Modoc, yeah, Modoc on Hulu. It's not. It's a new Marvel film, not on Disney I know. Channel. I could not on get, Disney Plus. I got like three episodes in. It's and funny. It's it totally is, different. But... It's totally irrelevant. It's like it's done by the same people who do Angry Chicken. That's why I love it. Robot so, Chicken. Never Robot Chicken. Now, sorry, Robot Chicken. Sorry. Right? All right, Dan. Yeah, smart. Right. Uh, I'm I'm watching uh, Kim's Convenience, and I really like it. And it's it's heartfelt, and it's it's made me really laugh out loud a few times. And you can see our boy before he comes out in Shang Chi and the Legends of the Ten. Oh, he's in that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, the lead. Yeah. Well, I mean, not in the show, but he is in the movie. He, okay, he's not the lead in the show, but he's in the movie. Yeah, got it. All right, cool. I'm, I didn't know that. I'd, give it a show. I'd like it's, to do it's, my research. It's a good show. It's uh, you know. I didn't know. I that. like it. Does anybody else do that where they they'll watch? Uh, something they're like, like, oh, this person's gonna be playing some superhero. I'll go watch some of their other work. Did anybody do that at all? I, like... I, I usually don't. Uh, but I just kind of wanted something to watch, and I heard this was funny, and it wasn't related to, uh, to this, and but it works out. I. Uh, That's good. It's good. When when Henry Cavill was announced as Superman, I hadn't watched the the Tudors, but I guess he's on the Tudors. Uh, and it's I was a great like, show. I'm, I'm you not, should watch I'm it. Not, yeah, I was like, I'm not committing to that right now, though. I'll tell you that. Um, I was like, oh, I'll go watch this other movie that that Henry Cavill is coming out in, and uh, I don't even, don't even remember what it was called. But he's like fighting the gods or whatever when and everything's gold in like the whole fucking oh, movie. That was so. We saw that in theaters together. We, we saw did, that in theaters. It was, it was bad. That was you, bad. Do you know, do you know it, it had some cool sh- cool action, but other there was than a that, cool yeah, shot yeah. where they like mimicked three hundred, and he like took a bunch of dudes yeah. down. Yeah, and that was yeah. literally it. Do you, yeah. do you remember what other bad movie we watched in theaters, Dan? Hans, what? It was, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was the first Ninja Turtles movie. The, the remake. Oh, we did see that. In it was bad, together. and the only thing that we liked was that random ass scene where they started beatboxing in in the fucking elevator. But otherwise, <laughs> it was even that. I I rewatched it. I'm like, this does not hold up. It's still really bad. I have to say, I think the one that takes the cake is the one. I dragged George to see the 300 sequel. Oh, and why? it was I because me because I had 300 and I'm obsessed with it, and uh, that was really bad so sorry george thanks for coming with me my worst movie i ever saw in the theater quantum solace 
Oh, that is, that is a big burn. I'm I'm offended. I take burn. that personally. Dude, so, wait a minute. You know you have seen a movie. way worse movie You're telling than me you watched Solace. But it's a pretty you know, bad. It's a the 300 sequel. 300 was really badly worse. It was the worst movie I've seen, dude. I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, that's just what, maybe not the worst, but definitely one that sticks out. So. You've seen all the Fast oh movies, God. too. Like, what? What? <laughs> I enjoyed Let me the tell you, movies. seeing Fast Five five times in the yeah. theater was definitely worth it. Six is better than Quantum of Solace. Yeah, kind of. I don't, Dude. Know. I don't know. I mean, that's a. I we'll we'll do a that. James Bond episode where we talk about this, but I I'm like all day. I'm, I'm, I, I am of the. Tune in I, next week for James Bond. All right. I I will it's talk to you show. about that on another day, but honestly, we that's a whole nother podcast. That is. And we will talk about that in November for sure when uh, uh, the new one comes out because I'm I'm gonna go see that and I you know fuck you guys if you don't I don't care. Um, I'll see it. Yeah, I mean that's I've just if and I'm gonna pull at the strings of the three people sitting here. Uh, I'm gonna go see that if 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 for nothing else for Josh. I am going to mm. go see that movie. I mean, I was going to see it regardless because that's just something we all bonded on. But uh, I was, I yeah, that movie is, is going to be seen me, in theaters. Me and George saw the last mo- movie with Josh, and I yeah, did. did. I fell asleep. I have the, uh, like they gave us little, uh, little I still cards. Have it. I yeah. still have it somewhere, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, been a pleasure. These were our opinions, and I hope you liked them. They do not represent the opinions of anyone associated with Twitch or any other. I, I sent something that to you. On or this oh my channel. God, I've, been, I've been streaming it on GJC my phone. I didn't even know. What is it? I, I sent something to you, Dan, and it was a great sign off. It was like, these are opinions. Uh, give them a listen. Something like that. I don't remember. Um, you, I hope, no, he didn't. No, I did a while, but it was like weeks ago. Oh. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jan, Jan, Jan and George. <laughs> thank you, Dan and George, again for doing this. George he is for hosting. pretty like a girl. <laughs> Dan, thank you for your opinions. I love them. Um, otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Yay.